Hello, my name is Ben Schluter, and welcome to episode 27 of the Two Point Conversion. Ha, ah, man, what a game that was yesterday, and not exactly in the best way. Let me try and explain something to you. It was a win, but it was an ugly win. 21 to 9. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. First of all, I gotta get my thoughts in on the Nickelodeon broadcast because, of course, everyone's gotta get their thoughts in on it. So I watched about the first half on Nickelodeon, and then I watched the second half on real television. The broadcast on Nickelodeon wasn't bad. In fact, it was actually pretty decent. Like, it was well done. The guy, they didn't, okay, they didn't pander to kids, like, as much as I might have thought they would have. They didn't make it dumbed down so that if you're an actual football fan, you couldn't enjoy it. They made it actually kind of fun. Especially for that first half, which was an atrocity. Let me ask you something, NFL. When you were thinking of a game to show kids, did you really not think, hey, maybe you shouldn't show the Bears offense with Mitch Trubisky? That's an affront. That's akin to child abuse. Forcing kids to watch that. You really want to teach kids football? You should have shown them literally any other game. Like, come on. You should have known that game was going to be bad. The first game this year wasn't exactly much of a watcher. Okay, it went to overtime because both teams forgot how to play call. And in this game, it was like, boy. But I liked who they got for the broadcast. Uh, they got uh, Noah Eagle, who is Ian Eagle's son. He does the uh, radio stuff for the Clippers, so he's got a good background. They had Nate Burleson out there. Noah and uh, Nate, they had a really good chemistry to the point where please get them in a broadcast booth next season. Please. There have been some pretty bad broadcast booths this year, and they did better. And they also had this third girl whose name I can't remember, like Gabby I think was her name. Um, I'm going to make sure I get this right, so if you'll excuse me for just three seconds. I was right, her name is uh, Gabby Green, and then they got this kid named Lex Lumpkin, a 15-year-old and a 14-year-old. They did a great job. Um, well, yes, uh, Lex Lumpkin, by the way, he served as, like, the sideline reporter, wasn't exactly giving the most analysis. Um, did it matter? Nah, because they were just out there, they were having fun. Uh, they actually, because, like, Gabrielle didn't understand the game that much, which allowed for a lot of chances to understand and explain the game. Because, like, there are certain things in a game where it just doesn't make any sense. Like, for example, what the heck is a catch? That was funny. I was hoping actually something stupid would happen in the game where it's like, you gotta explain this. And, um, yeah, we should have had a touchdown on that play. Now, the Nickelodeon broadcast didn't do a good job of replaying it. Uh, after seeing the replay, I'm like, and you should have ruled that a fumble on the field. I have problems with you ruling it incomplete on the field. Now, you want to relook at that and say it's incomplete, that's fine, but that was a fumble. That looked like a fumble. He looked like he was turning up field. And granted, it's like, try explaining to kids the catch rule. Really try explaining that to children because no one understands it. Try explaining a move common to the game to children. I don't understand what a move common to the game is. I just kind of know it when I see it, and even then I don't. Uh, that was bad. I mean, the worst part was, of course, when they dropped, when uh, Cordero Patterson dropped a live F-bomb on, on there, which was like, y'all really did not think this through. You really did not think this through. Honest to God, they did not think through this matchup. Did they forget what happened in the first game? Because it happened again. I wasn't watching the game when it happened. Uh, I wasn't watching the broadcast on Nickelodeon, so I want to know how they tried to explain the fact that one of the Bears players got thrown out for throwing a punch. To kids. 
because C.J. Gardner-Johnson is a beast at trash-talking. Let me explain to you. Somebody made a great tweet, and it really stands out. Uh, he's just a trash-talker with a side job of a football player, because that's what it seems to be. You wonder how this guy got into a fight with Michael Thomas at practice? It's because of that. He runs his mouth far too often, and it's going to get him in trouble. Well, I say that. It's worked out for some reason. He's gotten flagged before, yes, where he did, like, cost us 15 yards, but in that situation, he really got into their heads. I'm trying to remember who got ejected. I think it was, like, Anthony Miller or somebody. It was a really big loss for them, though, because he was their second receiver. They had their top receiver, but they were down one receiver. Darnell Mooney was out, and then they had another guy out because of that. But yeah, Nickelodeon Broncos, pretty good. But let's talk about the actual game itself. Now, I mentioned that this was a bad game to show kids on Nickelodeon, and that's because Mitch Trubisky couldn't execute the offense to save his life. I was watching it at the end of the first half, and Nate Burleson was really ragging on, uh, like, everybody, because the Bears called three straight run plays. You have under two minutes to go. You could get to the end. You're under two minutes, you have two timeouts, and you get the ball to come out the second half, and you're down seven to three. You want to try throwing it? You want to try actually scoring? That would have really hurt us. You want to run the ball three straight times against one of the best run defenses in the NFL. That's going to work out for you, totally. And Burleson was like, do they not trust Trubisky? And it's just you. You are saying exactly the thing every Bears fan is thinking. What are you doing? I honestly have never understood anything less. You don't call three straight run plays when you have under two minutes to go, two timeouts, and the ball, and a chance to double up. That's inexcusable. That kind of play calling is not acceptable when you're trying to win a game. A playoff game. Really? What'd you think was going to happen? Oh, you're going to get a first down. What, you're going to keep running the ball? You have two timeouts. You have a human being at quarterback. Try throwing it. You do realize the Saints hadn't gotten much pressure on Trubisky all day. Uh, hadn't sacked him yet by that point, I don't think. Hadn't picked him off. So, where is the issue? I don't see it. What were you thinking? But that was just one part of a whole debacle. This game was not good for the Saints. From an offensive perspective, we looked flat out there in the first half. In the second half, we kind of got things going. Will Lutz missed a 50-yard field goal, and that's kind of worrying, because he doesn't usually miss 50-yarders, especially one that looked like he should have had it. There's nothing wrong with the mechanics on it. The hold was good, the snap was good, he just missed it. We brought in Blair Walsh. He's apparently our backup kicker. I hope to God that they actually get uh, Will Lutz into something where he can get back into his groove, because we need him to be better than that. It's inexcusable for him to be missing 50-yard field goals when they are right there. When it's supposed to be something. And yeah, you. I think it does sound maybe a little bit too much to say that, hey, he should be making 50-yard field goals, but this guy was consistently hitting them. And now he's hit a slump where he can't. That's bad. You have to do better than that. The defense did an amazing job of stopping the Bears. But it did help that the Bears were good at stopping themselves. Uh, you had an easy touchdown pass in the end zone. Javon Walker just drops it. It goes right through his hands. Ball was on point. There's no reason for him to drop that ball, and he does. Um, you get this fourth down, 
uh, as a result of that, where Trubisky rolls out. He's got an easy chance to get a first down, and he decides not to. It didn't even look like he was going to be stopped from getting it. He had four yards to go, and it looked like at the point where he was two yards from the line, oh, he could have easily gone for it. But he didn't. He kind of put his knee down and just stopped short. Why? You had a first down there. It felt like the Bears were gifting us this game. And that's bad. Because we need to play better. When you're being gifted a game like that, it doesn't bode well for your next round. Because the Bucks are not going to gift us a playoff win. It's not that easy. The Bears were a team that backed into these playoffs. They came in on a 3-5 and five slump after starting 5-1. and one. They only got in because the Cardinals managed to slip up at the end of the season. I mean, it was the loss to the 49ers that allowed for the Bears to have this chance to back into the playoffs. Had the Cardinals done their job and beaten the 49ers, this wouldn't be a problem. But no, now we're seeing a team that definitely doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs playing in a game they definitely aren't trying to win. You trying to tell me that the Bears looked like they were trying to win that game? Not with their play calling. Couldn't get anything going. And then, of course, I will say, Bears got screwed over by the stupidest unsportsmanlike conduct penalty I've ever seen. Cole Komet got called for unsportsmanlike conduct for basically putting his hand on Malcolm Jenkins' shoulder. And like, you know, talking normally. It wasn't a heated moment. Not like, oh, I don't know, the punch that was thrown later in the game. It looked like a normal moment, you know? Guys just talking, you know? Guys being dudes as the old clip goes. Didn't look like anything bad. No, they threw a flag for it. I get the games being broadcast for kids, but you don't need to act like it. That kind of stuff looked... That just was really bad optics. I don't understand how the heck that happened. Yeah, defense did a pretty good job. Uh... Only 239 yards for the Bears, uh, 11 first downs. I mean, most of those first downs, like five of them came in garbage time when they scored a last-second touchdown. Uh, You know, I don't know what Jimmy Graham's career is going to be like after this year, but if that's his final catch, that's a good way to end your career. It's not a bad way to end the season. Maybe just a meaningless catch to end the game, but what a catch it was. I mean, dude just snared that ball so easily. It was like... Memories. It was seriously like memories of times gone by back when Jimmy Graham was with the Saints and Drew Brees just threw passes to him and it was like, so you're going to catch that, right? And Graham was like, yeah, pretty much. Okay. You got it. It was that easy. Defense actually did an incredible job. We actually set franchise records uh, for playoff uh, dominance. Fewest points allowed in a playoff game, fewest yards allowed in a playoff game. That's incredible. The offense. The offense for the Saints. 385 total yards. We had 262 passing, 123 rushing. Uh, Alvin Kamara being back was really nice, wasn't it? It was really nice. Because uh, he, looked, he looked on fire. Michael Thomas being back, he looked pretty good. Deontay Harris, he was on point during this game. Uh, one of the worst defensive plays I've seen all year was when Deontay Harris had a first down. He'd already gone past it. There were three Bears defenders that could have closed in on him and made a tackle. And no, they just decided to give him an open lane. It's like, are, did you forget that in this sport you have to tackle him? You have to get his knee on the ground. Did you just forget that? 
and I get that the Bears were having injury troubles. They were missing a bunch of their guys. They were missing like Roquan Smith. They were missing a couple of defensive backs so we could pick it apart. We did a pretty mediocre job of that. We also had a stupid turnover, so let me talk about that one, shall I? Okay then, so Taysom Hill takes the snap, and he's in the pocket, and he's going to throw it, and he pump fakes once. There's two guys downfield that were wide open, and instead, boom, it's intercepted. Why is it intercepted? That pump fake gives the defense enough time to close in, get into Hill's basically ability to throw the ball, gets a hand on the ball, and is intercepted. Can I just ask one question? Really? Why were you... Two questions. Why were you calling a pass play with Taysom Hill and t- and uh, Taysom? After you pump faked, why didn't you look at that open lane that you had in front of you and just escape the pocket? Your instincts should have kicked in immediately. You shouldn't have pump faked in the first place because you had two guys wide open. But even then, you had a wide open lane. That should not have ended in an interception. It either should have ended in you running the ball for a few yards or what should have happened a deep pass because the point of that play was screw it go deep like they're going to defend it no that kind of turnover just is not acceptable I don't care that we ended up winning the game you need to be able to minimize that kind of crap because these were the bears and they were basically lying down for you the bucks are not going to be that easy they've already played you twice there are guys that are on that team that are now well rested Reminder, Devin White's coming into that game having missed the past two games because of COVID stuff. He's well-rested, and he's a monster. You need to be prepared for this. They are going to be trying to get as much pressure on Drew Brees as possible. But the offensive line in that game, they did a pretty good job. They did a pretty good job in this game. Also, another thing, the Bears decided that neutral zone infractions are the new hit thing. Because we, honest to God, have, I've honest to God never seen a team just that stupid in my life. How do you get called for a neutral zone infraction when we're not even trying to draw you off sides? It was a third and one. We were on the basically uh, game-killing drive. The one where Drew Brees almost scored a touchdown but pulled the ball back just a bit too early, which was annoying. But whatever. We didn't go up 28-3. to That's the evil number. Oh, well. So, yeah. But on that drive, it's a third and one. I don't know how we hard counted them. I don't even know if we were going for a hard count. They just jump off sides. Multiple times during that game. It was the easy... There was another one where uh, it was a fourth down, and Taysom Hill's in there, and it's like, oh, we're going to do a power run. And you have Michael Burton, who just takes off, goes in motion like he normally does on those power runs. And for some reason, uh, I think it was Eddie Jackson. It was number 39. Uh, I think Eddie Jackson, he jumps far as hell off sides. Like, of the Bears' penalties, I think the vast majority of them were neutral zone infractions slash offsides, and they were bad. It was like, how did we get you? There was one, I don't remember exactly when it was, we didn't just get one dude, it was like three or four guys jumped. But only one of them really came across. But like three or four guys got hit by it, it's like, you got to be better than this. You can't be this stupid, right? Really? This is the starting defensive line. And you're doing that? All I'm going to say is, that's not a good sign. What else isn't a good sign, though, is for the Bears. 
Oh, before I go on to the Bears, uh, Saints special teams unit. Hey, would you look at that? Uh, Deontay Harris can return kicks pretty well. Hey, would you look at that? Will Lutch, you got to do better on them long field goals. We need those. Please. Please do better on those. Uh, defense. Good job of stopping the run. Decent job of keeping Trubisky in the pocket. But Matt Nagy couldn't call a good game. And this is where I have to start talking about the Bears because I just want to get that over with. Bears, this playoff appearance was bad for you because it may be that you have something for the future. It may be you have this false hope that there's something there with the guys you have. My problem is Matt Nagy isn't the coach of the future. He hasn't shown it. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. The play calling on offense, I don't know where the hell that's coming from, but it's not looked good. Your defense has been inconsistent as hell throughout the year. You did not deserve to be a 5-1 team when you were a 5-1 team. That 3-5 stretch going to the end of the season was more indicative of who you were. And oh, by the way, you had fewer wins against teams with a winning record than the New York Jets. Yeah. How did you make the playoffs again? Oh, that's right. They decided to randomly add an extra team. It worked out in the AFC, where a 10-win team missed the playoffs, even with seven teams in the playoffs. But in the NFC, you had an 8-8 eight eight team as the 7 seed, you had a 7-9 team as the 4 seed. It didn't end up going so well. The Bears backed into the playoffs. They were not a good team. They were not a playoff caliber team. They did not make a good football game. The NFL had a bad time putting that game on Nickelodeon because, once again... Terrible offense. Hey, congratulations, Mitch. You won the MVP award, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player. Who was voting for him again? He got 49% of the votes. I want to ask, who's doing that? What campaign was there? I saw that apparently there must have been a major campaign online, possibly just for the joke of it, which I have no problems with that. I have no problems with just giving Mitch Trubisky a random award. Because he's gone after this year. I don't think he's survived it. Because Mitch Trubisky isn't a starting quarterback. He's a backup, but he has not proven to me that he's a starting quarterback. Has he proven to anyone he's a starting quarterback? He's not consistent enough to be one. I mean, hell, he got pulled in the middle of the game for Nick Foles, and then, bam, he's back out there, and oh my gosh, they're winning games against nobodies. I just don't see it. I don't see it for the Bears. The Bears need to do some work with that front office and with their coaching staff because it's not going to work for the future. It's totally shocking that the Bears don't have a winning culture. <laughs> I don't care about playoff appearances. Playoff appearances are meaningless. You got lucky to win a division title because the Packers were in an off year. You got to do better. And once again, we find ourselves with this situation where the Bears have a QB problem and they still haven't found one. Because apparently, Sid Luckman was the height of your quarterbacking abilities. How is it that that's true? Jay Cutler was not that good. But he holds all your franchise records, mainly because he got to play in 16-game seasons instead of 10-game seasons. That's all he needed. Y'all gotta do much better. And y'all gotta look out. Because this team was not good at all. Just, wow. As for the Saints, win, that win was, it was an ugly win, but it was a win, and that's all that matters, but we need to step it up for the next game. The Bucks are not going to be a pushover. It's not going to be like that second game we played against them. It's hard to beat a team three times in the same year. 
it is much harder to do it when that team has changed considerably since the last times you've played them. Because when the last time the last time we played the Bucks, the Bucks didn't look like they knew what they were doing. Right now the Bucks are on fire. Right now, what it looks like is that Tom Brady has found his mojo. Now, Mike Evans shouldn't be a problem in this game. Why? Because Marshawn Lattimore shows up for these kinds of things. And it's the playoffs, and Marshawn Lattimore is going to make uh, Mike Evans' life a living hell. If you don't believe this, I just see it happening already. But that's okay, because guess what? The Bucks don't need him. They have Chris Godwin, they have uh, Rob Gronkowski, they have Antonio Brown. They can afford to just say, okay, we don't need you. We're just going to take away one of your uh, defensive backs for the whole game. Saints? So now you basically got to play with 10 defenders. Because I'm not going to throw to him, but like two times. Alrighty, we'll see how that goes. I hope the defense can keep themselves composed. Because CJ Gardner-Johnson needs to work on himself. Look, and I keep saying this, but he has a problem. His problem is that he sometimes looks like he's going to get out of control. I'm surprised he hasn't been thrown out of a game yet. And I'm not going to be shocked if this is the game he does. Because he keeps getting flagged for that kind of stuff. He keeps jarring at guys. Uh, and he already has enough of a problem with beefs. Because this guy, he, when he was at Florida, he was having a beef with basically everybody. When he got punched the first time against the Bears, it was like, there were guys on Twitter, and I was looking at it, and I was like, okay, apparently this guy deserved it. Okay, this this guy is, he's not well-liked by players. Especially players that came in the SEC when they were playing against him. Yeah. So, we will see how that goes. I hope he can keep himself composed. I mean, the trash talking is one thing. I get it. Rodney Harrison, he was also a great trash talker. Some guys, that's what they do. It's their thing. It's what keeps them going. It's what keeps them in a rhythm. It's how they play the game. I'm okay with that. Just don't let it get out of hand, and we'll be fine. You have to know when to keep your mouth shut. And that's been a problem. Because I've noticed something with the Saints offense versus the Saints defense. With the Saints offense, they always look like they're having fun out there. They're always laughing, joking around. Uh, the other teams, even against the Falcons, like the second time we played the Falcons, I noticed this uh, a lot was basically, yeah, uh, the offense just having fun out there. It's like they're all good pals. It's like, oh, they all respect each other. Um, yeah, they're rivals, but they understand that this is just a game. Meanwhile, when the defense is out there, no, they're shit-talking everybody, and it's like a real fight, and they hate them because that mojo comes in, and it kicks into play. Now, granted, I will say this. If that's what's been keeping them... Uh, as a defensive unit together, if that's what's been uh, making them try, like, as good as they have been, fine, that's good. Also, one more thing, Trey Hendrickson, if he's healthy, that's going to be a huge one. If we have Trey Hendrickson healthy for this Bucks game, I'm really hoping he is. If Malcolm Roach is also healthy, which I think is less likely, but if Trey Hendrickson is healthy, oh, we got a better chance because that's pressure that uh, we didn't have against the Bears. To have the guy who was, what, tied for second in the league in sacks this year? Tied for second? Incredible? Am I right? Um, having him back would be really important. And, uh, yeah, and we need to make sure that guys are healthy. The good news is we got an extra day. Uh, we're not playing on a short week, is what I should say. Uh, we're playing on 
Sunday after a Sunday game. We're playing at home. We got that going for us. Hopefully we can beat him. I would just love to see the pundits all pick Brady again. Because guess what? It's going to be a hard-fought and tight game. It's going to be one of the better playoff games. That's why they put it for the time it is. And uh, that's really all I have to say. Mitch Trubisky looked terrible. He should not be the quarterback of the Bears next year. Saints offense needs to get its shit together. 21 points is not enough. Not to beat the, uh, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are far too good a team for you to only put up 28 points. You gotta be, I mean, to only be putting up 21 points. 28 points, I could see it. But you gotta play tight. You have to play the whole game. Because Brady, he wants to win this so badly. And we've got to stop him from doing that. But that's all for this one. Um, so, yeah. Thankfully, there will be another episode next week. <laughs> Let's hope they keep on coming and keep on coming but if you want to find me on twitter you can find me at capital b-e-n capital s capital l capital a capital s p-o-r-t-s you can find me on instagram b schluter la i have been ben schluter this has been the two point conversion and until next time and by the way there will be a goal to go coming up this week until next time bye bye